Crikey in T minus <laughs> ten. And welcome to Crikey! What a shit book! My name is Carlisle, and as ever, I'm joined by my co-host uh, Toby. Toby, why don't you tell the good people what it is we do on this show? Yes, thank you, Carlisle. Uh, in this podcast, we read through a wonderful piece of literature called Legacy of the Sky People, written by the 8th Earl of Clancarty, Nick Redfern, Sean Castile and Tim Schwartz, in which they try to convince us that Noah's Ark was actually a spacecraft, among other compelling theories. Uh, those ca- those good. other compelling theories are like yet to be explored at all. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still kind of stuck on that one. The one with the, we have and we yeah, have been for mountain. four episodes now, counting this. <laughs> we're one. gonna. I think we. I think this episode is probably the one where we're gonna break free from that. Hell uh, yeah! As, as you just heard, I'm also. Convinced. We're also joined by our co-host, uh, Jack. And Jack, very quickly, the kind of crib notes of what we've had happen so far to benefit our first ever guest, who I'll introduce in a moment. Yeah, well, basically, um, a long time ago, there was a Noah's Ark that came from Mars, and it crashed <laughs> on Mount Ararat, or, uh, as we've suggested, or I've suggested, really, it's my, my little pet theory, that uh, it, it's, it's somewhere in Australia. Um... Uh, Noah's Ark crashed. Um, oh, oh, some guys oh, snuck into the Smithsonian <laughs> with some bits of it. May- mayhaps there have been photos, supposed photos of a rock circulating for just <laughs> just decades, and everyone's just just so happy about these photos of a rock. Um, yeah, everybody's pretty convinced it's yeah. proof that Noah's Ark was a spaceship that was buried on the mountains of uh, of Ararat. Does that answer any and all questions you might have, our first ever guest, Kevin? Um, no, but I'll go <laughs> that, with that. That's all we needed to hear. Let's continue. Good. Yeah, let's Hi, Kevin. How are you? Are you I'm excited good. to be the first ever guest on this show? I am very excited. This is, this is good times. Oh. Um, so I'll give you an allowance of two questions before Ooh. we start reading. <laughs> okay. And you get to okay. choose who answers the question. <laughs> it has to be a different person each time. Okay. Um... But it could be oh, the same question, question both times. I you could get two different answers. It is not a question. I am, I am stumped. Um, well, I guess because I'll be honest. It doesn't have to be about 100% this. Not one hundred percent sure what you, the legacy yeah. of the Sky People even is. <laughs> I just um, told you what it is. That's the. That's all I know. But okay, um, the, the legacy of the Sky could People could be anything, Kevin. Just you can ask us how book. we are. You know, that's exciting. I don't want to know how you are. Okay. Uh, hurt. A little bit. A tiny bit hurt. In the offense intended. Okay. Alright. You're welcome. Okay, cool. Yeah, the Legacy of the Sky People, on. this book, it's about how aliens exist. They exist on this planet, and one of the main ways they arrived on this planet, apparently, was through Noah's Ark, which was real, but was actually a Martian spacecraft. Yeah, so, they... so I'm assuming it's a factual book. Yeah. See, so that's what I said many times. Then... They're making the point of saying that they can prove and convince us. And we've kind of... I think we're most of the way there. Mm. I mean, yeah, I only know the basic concept of the book, and I I think I am 
quite convinced already. This is a special episode because um, oh, it's the first episode we have a guest on, but it's also the first episode where I'm going in blind. Everything we've read oh, yeah. until oh, this point is Uncharted Waters. That Sorry. I'd read ahead of time, and then I stopped myself because I was like, I want to experience this for the first time on the show. So we're now... I'm going to read two paragraphs. Oh. I'm going to read two Don't. paragraphs, and those two paragraphs okay. are the last two paragraphs that I've read ahead of time. All right, cool. And then after that, it's all uncharted territory for me. But the next section of uh, Secrets on the Mountain by Nick Redfern is called Noah's Ark, colon, A Contactee Speaks. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Having grown up in the heart of Jefferson County, Ohio, it wasn't too long before a man named George Wellington Van Tassel. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm really disappointed with the names. Name. Literally, the never. names are always incredible. I think if you are given, like, if your parents give you just an incredible name, you are destined to become an alien conspiracy theorist. Van Tassel seems that way. Van Tassel, like tassels on a van. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. George Wellington Van Tassel got antsy for somewhere new and moved on to pastures very different. Specifically, the scalding hot California desert. And it was here, specifically, in an area known as Yucca Valley, that in the early 1950s, Van Tassel claimed his fame... Shit. Uh, it's flop time. <laughs> it's it's flop drink time. time. Drink when I, drink when, when I fuck a line. When Carlo flops a line... Van Tassel claimed his... Fa- <laughs> Van Tassel claimed his face-to-face encounters with very human-like extraterrestrials kicked off in earnest. Boring. <laughs> it is boring. Isn't human-like. It? I, I, Have some I'd fucking want... imagination. <laughs> Come on, Van Tassel. <laughs> the bizarre bones of Van Tassel's first claimed experience with aliens from a world far away bones? surfaced in the same month. Yeah. Uh... Is that just flowery <laughs> language? It's just, it's just flowery language. They should Unless... be more careful with that shit. Unless it's going to come up later that Bones were involved. But it's I a very nonchalant way to introduce the fact that this man might have alien fossils. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, they go on about a rock and a mountain for so long. And then they're like, well, maybe you want to And we have maybe. an alien body. Um, I don't know. That one seems less compelling. Well, we didn't no, really I talk think... about that one. I love the idea that it's because they want to ease us in. Yeah. We're going to ease you in with clearly nonsense before we show you definitive <laughs> proof of aliens. Most people don't get this it. far. It's a little teaser of what. Yeah, it's foreshadowing. It's like, it's like you have to earn it. You have to earn yeah. it with faith. <laughs> The bizarre bones of Van Tassel's first claimed experience with aliens from a world far away surfaced in the same month as the encounter itself, August 1953. But so dramatic and eye-catching were they that none other than the much-feared FBI director J. Edgar Hoover got in on the alien action. J. Edgar Hoover. He was raring to get in there. He was J. Edgar Hoover, famously an alien nut. Indeed, FBI agents kept a close and secret watch on Van Tassel for an astonishing two decades. And all because of his claimed encounters with aliens, which included Ruth's... Drink. (laughs) It's sweet time. It's been one one per paragraph, so this isn't shaping up well. Um... (laughs) 
and all because of his claimed encounters with aliens, which included receiving revelations of the Noah's Ark variety. Receiving revelations. What do you mean? Is, what do you mean? Wording. I'm not giving the Noah's Ark variety, Jack. <laughs> what is the Noah's Ark variety? I'm assuming also, they're receiving here. revelations. Does that mean just visions? Is he having visions? I no, I imagine it's like I imagine it's like Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. It's, yeah. He went up on a mountaintop or where he was in California, and then the aliens were like, Yo, you want some secret then, stuff about Noah's Ark? See see then I was like, why are they watching him then? Because at first I was like, are they, are they <laughs> really? trying to like tail him to be like, maybe he'll meet up with the aliens again? Maybe we'll His get name him. Is his but name is Van Tassel. He's really just... an interesting person to watch. Yeah, I'd probably ta- if I had the if I had the resources, I'd tail him regardless of whether I thought he was. Are they just was watching his face, interested. being like, look, he he, he just tenses his face there. I think he just got an alien vision. That's I'm the sign. Look, I'm gonna see if I can find an image of him. He could be very handsome. We don't know. Yeah. You have uh, to be the name was just his name a stalker. George Wellington Van Tassel. Um, I can't Google imagine there's been name, more than one. Google says his name is George Washington Van Tassel. What? Are you I sure that's not just a different person? Are you sure well, that's a, he's a not UFO, a different George Van Tassel? He, he's a UFOlogist. UFOlogist? Yeah. UFOlogist. He's a Drink UFOlogist. Okay, Kevin so Kevin one Kevin? of these people has fucked it up. I hope it's Google. I reckon it's Google. I reckon uh, between the legacy of the Sky people we, and yeah. Google, I think Google probably made the mistake. Yeah, this, yeah this makes sense. This book yep. has proved itself to be reputable thus far. Um, all right, we're now in uncharted territory. This is the first section of this book I've never read before, Whoa, and it's called raw. "The FBI Pays a Visit or Several." <gasps> That's a for real a shit year title, or so. Maybe we have like a book club. First it was just business, then we came back. To <laughs> 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 yeah, the FBI fantastic probably. Had it a started book club. as just a job. But, you know, it blossomed into something quite beautiful. We're kind of just carrying on their legacy here. This is what... This is what George Wellington, possibly Washington, would have wanted. Um, The FBI pays a visit or several. For a year or so after Van Tassel's initial encounter... Wait, did you not tell us about the... You just told us that there kind of was one. It's foreshadowing. This is... We're starting in media res. Go. (laughs) The FBI's interest was somewhat irregular, but by late 1954, the surveillance had increased dramatically. Indeed, bureau agents, on more than several occasions, on more than several occasions... That's fine. Actually... No, it's not actually. Well, it's it's weird. No, it is weird. Actually, and quite openly, visited the Van Tassel home and requested that Van Tassel tell them all about his experiences, which he was more than happy to do. Mm -hmm. Unlike many who might find a visit from the FBI massively intimidating, Van Tassel practically basked in the attention. By now, the man of the hour was living out at Giant Rock Landers, so named after a huge rock that, to this day... Sits out in the desert like some huge meteorite from afar. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna. There come. This comes with a picture. I'm sending it to the chat, but you know, there's not really anything for you to drink in there. It is a picture of a big rock. It's pretty there's big. Also, I, mean, I didn't know that it was big because there's nothing in the picture that gives yeah, any scale. It's just the rock. So I always, I didn't. Well, there's even like know a, this there's like a bit of a hillside, and hillsides tend to be big. <laughs> So, historically, yes. 
The picture of a rock comes with its own blurb. It says, Giant Rock Landers, California. The fabled giant... It's not fabled, it's there. <laughs> it's this real. is a picture of... <laughs> it's just a literal rock. It's just there. <laughs> The fabled giant rock had attracted the first native nomads hundreds of years before settlements rose from the dusty ground. The granite stone and surrounding ground has been held as holy ground by the Native Americans. Ooh. It is reported that the Hopi, might be Hopi, I apologize if I get that wrong, knew of this rock and joined other tribes across the desert to convene and celebrate the coming seasons. Shaman, yeah, Shaman drew spiritual strength for the tribes through this rock. It is also said that the magic in the rock represents the heart of Mother Earth. It is also thought to be the world's largest freestanding boulder. Oh, wow. Wow. At about seven stories high. Jesus. What? It doesn't wow. look seven stories it, high. Yeah, that the, the tiny sense of scale I get Yo, from Yo, you know what it does look hillside. like, though? You know what it does look like, though, now that I'm kind of looking at it? It looks a does bit it? like a boat. <laughs> Do you see the bit that looks a bit like a boat? It also looks like a rock. It does, uh, but it could be fossilized but what, boat. But what boat doesn't look a bit like a rock? I suppose. You know? uh, At about seven stories high and covers 5,800 square feet of ground. That can't be right. That's fucking huge. 5,800 square feet of ground from okay. the collection of Nick Redford. This, this picture is a terrible is picture of this rock. Hard. I just get I, no instance of I'd the idea of how big like, this rock is. They really should have put something for scale in that photo because, like, I, I just, like, it looks big. It looks like a big rock. I can see a mountain near there it. There should be a banana for scale. Yeah, there should and be an a arrow banana. pointing out the banana for scale. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be able to see the banana, yeah, which would give me an banana. idea of how big it is. Yeah. Should be a little banana with a red circle and an arrow pointing towards it. <laughs> yeah. Just, and then we, we could upload it to our YouTube channel. Yeah. Had someone pose beside it. There we go. Good comparison. FBI agents scrupulously recorded Van Tassel's every word as he told them how, on the night in question, when he had his first encounter, he received a visitation from a very human-like male alien who was oh. dressed in an outfit very similar know. to that of very similar to that of a military pilot. Is it possible? Okay. Is it possible you were human. visited? I, I highly <laughs> doubt this. I highly doubt this, okay? Highly doubt what? That he was visited by that an alien visited or a military by pilot? That he was visited by a military pilot. It was yeah, clearly okay. an alien, probably okay? The way okay. <laughs> you could probably see, like, the alien leaking out from the side of his face, like, it, like he's yeah, wearing probably. a mask. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not an idiot. Mask of a regular human person with a bit of alien leaking out of the side. And Van Tassel was like, Ah, oh, you almost had me fooled, but I know you're an alien. <laughs> I love it. It was like, that's what I, obviously this is a facetious thing that we've made up, but I'm loving that as an image of why he feels this way. And it just being like mushy peas or something that he'd had earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the side of his face. <laughs> but this man wasn't flying anything with wings. All right. Nope. Do many people fly things Like, so he was flying a uh, helicopter? I'm stupid. I'm stupid. <laughs> I drone? Some reason I forgot that the things on a plane are also called wings and only thought oh, of bird wings. Right. <laughs> I don't fly on big fucking birds. <laughs> you must be an alien. <laughs> he was none other than the captain of a literal flying saucer that Van Tassel genially genially? Genially? Genially. 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 Janelli told the bemused FBI agents, offered him a tour of the UFO. 
He eagerly Whoa. accepted the challenge. After all, how often is it you get the opportunity to take a stroll around a spaceship built on and flown from another world? Not often at all. Yeah. That's when. I mean, that's well, so I mean, funny. No one's ever invited me to go. That is on like, Canadian. yeah, no, never no they're not wrong. Question. They're no not challenging that, Kevin. We're not challenging Nick's logic here. <laughs> never this is one of the only times question. we're not challenging Nick's logic. Uh, <laughs> just. Just such a like this book could be a quarter of the size that it is if they just cut out all the nonsense. Well, not all the nonsense. That's a bad use of words. All the fluff, all the yeah. flowery. Yeah, not often at all. That's when Van Tassel further added that the whole experience was somewhat surreal, <laughs> as the aliens never spoke a word to him. <laughs> It was somewhat I, weird, guys. I would have expected kind of it to be kind Gosh, of mundane. That is a, that that is a bit odd. offered to take my coat, aliens. Wow. Yeah. An, alien, an alien showed me around their UFO. It was kind of strange. <laughs> As the aliens never spoke a word to him, but conversed by what today we would likely call telepathy. telepathy. Oh. But would they not have said words in the telepathy? Yeah, but that's not talking, Kevin. And they were... <laughs> Remember at the start of this book, when, they got, when people were angry? Was it like politicians were angry about not having telepathy or something? Yeah, yeah. politicians and lawyers are, are, are fuming that they, they can't communicate telepathically. That's like the first line read, in this book, isn't it? Should I read the... Um... The, the dedication to, to Kevin even though that's an episode Ooh. one thing just because it's short and hilarious who's it dedicated to? me well, it's, it's, oh my so. god and that's why we're reading it this yeah. book was dedicated to Jack and then we felt I've been need. meaning to get around to this book for I, a long time and I, I felt like this was reading the, this book can you imagine if like somebody dedicates book. a book to you and what you do is <laughs> start a podcast with two people just <laughs> roasting the shit out and of and I'm it. not even the one reading it on the podcast <laughs> I, yeah, I made my friend buy it. <laughs> <laughs> the Sky People by Brinsley Lepoa Trench is an indictment of religions, priests, lawyers, and politicians and the strictly controlled, destructive, antagonistic society these fearful, paranoid lower life forms, brackets, Adam too, have forced upon us all to compensate for their lack of higher mental abilities, most notably telepathy, and their complete dependence upon vocal speech to convey their destructive and mm -hmm. deadly ideas. Beyond that, however, the Sky People is a comprehensive, well-researched, and educated revelation of our man-slash-hugh-man origins, brackets, Adam-1 and Adam-2, mm -hmm. as created by space beings we mistakenly call gods, in inverted commas. The you author makes a convincing case... So far, <laughs> we haven't. We barely scratched the surface of this, what this promises to be in this beginning thing. The author makes a convincing case for the presence of two races. Yeah, I was I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, you did say beginning. time, flop swing, flop swing. I didn't read the word beginning, but fine. So, uh, so Kevin, do you have any theories on, um, that paragraph? Um, I'll be honest. I said I understood, um, but I didn't really. Um, good. Are you stupid? Yeah. Are you fucking um, stupid? <clears throat> Possibly. I don't know. I can't believe the first guest we got on our podcast is a fucking moron. <laughs> I can't believe this. You're, get yeah, off. We need get to screen these head. from now on. 
Well, I don't know if you're picking <laughs> up on the tone here, but we're not inviting like, you back, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? In that case, I am coming back. God Kevin, damn it. You don't get to make that choice. What do you mean? Conversed by what today we would likely call telepathy. telepathy. And they were aliens with a mission to try and convert the human race into peace-loving people that would lay down their atomic weapons and live alongside each other in never-ending nice. bliss and happiness. Now right. I understand. Unless they that do it like in a matrixy way where they put us all in pods and we pretend to be nice, but we're actually just in a computer. That wouldn't be nice. I, I'd be okay with I that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, but it'd be really nice. The matrix, Bob, Bob. I, it would be nice though. I would in, probably in the Matrix. It's kind of a fucked world, but if it if we genuinely got put into like a nice universe where everything is good and fine, yeah, yes, I could, but, I could be put in a pod. Yeah, but it'd be rude. Is all I'm arguing. Like if they gave it would you be pretty rude, like the perfect place, but it was just okay. Sure, you sort of didn't really have as much free will as you talk, but everything was literally perfect for everyone. But just ask if I want to go to the perfect world. <laughs> Buy me dinner first. <laughs> Nick is really, you know, putting his spin on things here. Because there's a second paragraph that ends in a line like this. Um, yeah. Human, uh, lay down their atomic weapons and live alongside each other in a never-ending bliss and happiness. Some chance of that happening. Oh, oh fucking hell. That's quite sassy. Jesus Super Christ, Nick. Can you get aliens? off your soapbox and just give yeah, us why, the facts here? Why are you getting so sassy? Why oh, is Jesus. the FBI pays a visit or several such a sassy section of Secrets on the Mountain? I'm not Preaching for the... <laughs> Preaching for the aliens is the name of the next section. Oh. oh no, it's not. I just skipped over an entire paragraph. It's gonna be the, that's that was gonna be the only paragraph with the real proof of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but this was no mere suggestion. The commander of the craft reportedly told Van Tassel that if we, as a species, did not follow the wise words of the aliens, either we would end up wiping ourselves out. Or there's two sets of ellipses. There's one set of ellipses after ourselves out, and then another one after the word or. Ourselves out, or the aliens would intervene and obliterate us themselves. Oh, shit. So, so uh. what do you think? Which one do you think happened then? You should have warned us sooner. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait this long to tell us that they're going to kill us? Yeah, this I seems... wouldn't have waited along to uh, this long to start this podcast if I knew it was such an urgent <laughs> message. And probably wouldn't be called Crikey What a Shit Book if that was... Yeah, <laughs> Crikey, send me a fucking text fucking next body, time. Please, please listen, people. Crikey, what shit news? <laughs> uh, yeah, do you, think, do you think he kind of... This is his kind of peace... Like, he made this up because he thought it might get people interested in stopping war if you could convince enough people, but didn't think about it enough to the point where anyone would actually believe it. Mayhaps. Do you think that might be Van Tassel's yeah. game? Um, no, I no, think he was just insane. Uh, no, I think, I think he, I, I think it's a bit of that, but I think he, he is like a, he does believe that he, he was visited by aliens. It's like, you know, I think yeah. he, it's like self-righteous. He's like, I feel I am, in the, I am the hero here. I he had a real right fucked thing. dream. Cause he, yeah. he's, he's I, I reckon he, he like is really into like, he's like really, he gets really depressed every time he, he sees 
you know, a whale dying on the news or whatever. And, you know, yeah. he's, like, really upset about the way the way the world is. And he had a real fucked dream that seemed really vivid of an alien telling him that the world was going to end if people don't stop doing all the wars that they do. And, yeah. and he's trying to get the word out there. You seem to know an awful lot about his experience. Jack is the guy. Yeah, well. It's him. He's here with us now. Jack, was it mushy peas? Just tell us the truth. Yeah. Uh, nah, it looked like custard to me. <laughs> Admittedly worried to the core by the prospect of the human race being exterminated. Admittedly. Yeah, that was shocking. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, I admit it, guys. I'm concerned <laughs> about the world. Look, I'm not above it. I'm not above saying. <laughs> Admittedly worried to the core by the prospect of the human race being exterminated or the planet destroyed, Van Tassel duly began to spread the cosmic word just about everywhere and anywhere possible. I don't know about everywhere. I feel like there are people who didn't hear it. Yeah, but he's trying. I certainly hadn't heard it before just now. Same. But he did. I I believe he put a shift in. Yeah, I don't um, think it was for lack of his, him trying. I think trying. he put in some effort, but I don't. I don't know how successful he was. Yeah, well, he's I not do Jeff know how Bezos. successful he was, and not particularly. Oh, can you imagine if Jeff Bezos was just like right away? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guys. preaching, preaching for the aliens. As the early 1950s became the mid 1950s. <laughs> Okay. I love this. <laughs> I love this book sometimes. What? what? Did Someone's you mean necessary line? As two or three years passed, <laughs> Van Tassel elected to put on a regular once-a-year conference at Giant Rock, to Ooh. which the flying saucer devotees wait, flocked wait. In. I'm sorry. The giant boulder was just called Giant Rock. That's a yeah, it's really good rock. name. It's a good okay. name for a big rock. Yeah. How do you think they came um, up with it? What, what do you think for the, the, the I don't know. I think I, to... the, the person who discovered it was called Giant. Yeah. Uh, where'd the rock I mean, come from? Yeah. Um, I'd say it's probably like a boardroom type of thing. They had a couple of people kind of thinking about it. Oh, I thought you said a bird room. I... Also, I, I may have hear said that. Room, so I have I no idea have what you're talking that. about. Like a board. What did you mean? A, a boardroom. Board you know, <laughs> some executives making the decision, voting on whether it be giant rock yeah. or enormous boulder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a okay. nice detail, but I don't know. Uh, uh, what's this next bit is. I would have chosen large stone. This bit is worded really weirdly. Um. Van Tassel elected to put on a regular once-a-year conference at Giant Rock, to which the flying saucer devotees flocked in, quite literally. Like birds. What do you yeah. mean? Because they will literally like, bird people. Or like sheep? Are you calling them sheep? Yeah, they're they're part people? Of the this is what they believe. Room. Oh, they they're thousands. People? He put the words quite literally in a very terrible place. I think what he meant to say is that there was literally thousands of them. Oh. <laughs> okay. I thought Kevin's <laughs> bird room theory was real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the FBI, albeit in plain clothes rather than typical men in black type outfits, mm. were invariably there too. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah he clearly, does. Clearly, they did have. He wouldn't write that if he someone wore some mildly <laughs> professional-looking clothing. We've got him. It's the FBI. 
Look, they're all then wearing says, sunglasses. Yeah, it I says, mean, it was a really hot day. To be does fair, that man. in the desert? It was a really hot day. <laughs> it says, "Guess what?" Cola. Like he's what? going, and, I'm, and here's the tea. <laughs> Guess what? It was Van Tassel's comments on the Bible and Noah's Ark that attracted the most interest on the part of the FBI. What the fuck is the totem? I would, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Which also led them to share their files. Share their files? What? Which also led them to share their files on the man with several other U.S. intelligence-based agencies. Yeah, so that's what intelligence companies do, to share yeah. conventions. This is so... What the fuck? Show me a source, please. I want I love to that believe you. I love that Comic-Con where the FBI shared all the information that time. It's mm. They always do it. As a prime example of this, midway through April 1960, Van Tassel was invited by the Denver Unidentified Flying Objects Investigative Society. What does that spell to out? Give a D U I. Duffoyce. 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 Oh, I know. D U F. He was invited okay. by Duffoyce to give a lecture to an impressively large audience in Denver, Colorado. The location was the Phipps Auditorium. P H I P P S. And as well as the saucer seekers, the FBI was there too, faithfully and secretly recording Van Tassel's every word. A section of the report at issue states of Van Tassel's presentation. The pro. So this, you're claiming this is an FBI report? I guess. What, what do you mean okay. claiming? They, I'm assuming they had proof. This is just their technique for seeming um, credible. They just, after everything, they're like, yeah, the FBI was there. Yeah, I, I, we swear. <laughs> what do you mean well, seeming they're about credible? To, they're about to quote what they're saying is an FBI Being report. Credible, here's here's the quote. Which, of course, they had access to, naturally. Yeah. The program consisted of a 45-minute movie, which oh. included several shots of things purported to be flying saucers, and then a number of interviews with people from all walks of life regarding sightings they had made of such unidentified flying objects. After the movie, George W. Van Tassel gave a lecture which was more of a religious economics lecture than one of unidentified flying objects. What that sounds like part? an episode of Ancient Aliens. It sure does. The FBI agents in attendance continued. He, <laughs> he split up the two paragraphs. Yeah, two paragraphs of this quote from this supposed report to say, and then they said. <laughs> Just the worst prose. Nick, Nick, you're bad at this. The major part of Van Tassel's lecture was devoted to explaining the occurrences in the Bible as they related to the space people. He said that this is due to the fact that man, space people, was made by God, and that in the beginning of the word, the world. Wait, oh, he said a thing wrong. You did it. Oh, I thought that was Nick, but it was uh, Carlisle. I was doing pretty well. I was oh. doing pretty well. Them. You could have tricked them. I managed to say. No, I, I was really face. impressed with myself that I managed to get through Denver Unidentified Flying Objects Investigative yeah. Society. You did it again. Without any issues. And then I, then I fucked up the word world. For that, we yeah. should have to throw up a piece of our drink just to reverse it. Because <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> 
He said that this is due to the fact that man, space people, was made by God. And are you saying that man is space people, or are these two different things? That's what it sounds like. Oh, we'll get man, to that. Space people. We'll oh, get yeah. to that in the in the sky people. I reckon. Yeah, probably. I reckon that's where. And that in be the beginning of the world, the space people came to the Earth and left animals here. These, oh. however, these were the prehistoric animals which existed at a body temperature of 105 degrees. I'm assuming that's Fahrenheit, and therefore I have just no basis um, of what that is. I I think that's like. Can we get a fact check? Oh, on yeah, the, yeah, on... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cue the gingle. The ge- Fuck, Jesus. Fact check. Check is full of shit check. 105 Fahrenheit South is high 30s. Oh, 40. It's 40. Kevin, 40 sorry. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm I, a new I know you're new here. I, I know you're it. new here, but uh, the the segment is is called uh, uh, something about me doing Jack's a fact full check. Of shit. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Look, Jack is full of shit. Um, look, if you're if you're not good enough at it, I'm gonna have to pick up the slack. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll let them fight for this. We'll let them fight for this, and whoever wins, the other person is banned from the podcast forever. <laughs> We have a permanent co-host ah. change in episode four if this Jack is, loses. This is bullshit. Okay. All right. <laughs> continue. Continue reading. Did you did you get did you get a degree? Oh no, I thought oh well oh, Kevin wow. said forty. It's 105 degrees in Celsius. It's forty point five 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 six degrees Celsius. Well okay. I, no, I thought I thought by fight it out you meant that that for the rest of the episode we'll be competing for all of the facts checks. <laughs> I like I mean, that idea no more. Let's do that. I have already that. won, but okay. However, okay, well, the score is currently one nil. The score is currently one nil to taking notes throughout this, but whatever. <laughs> However, a polar tilt occurred whereby the poles shifted and the tropical climates became covered with ice and vice versa. Oh. Why, why did you specify the body temperature of animals at the time? That doesn't seem necessary. No, it seems seems really... animals to have hey, the they're providing us with all the facts, okay? <laughs> Van Tassel, FBI agents, advised J. Edgar Hoover, reported that as a means to ensure that life, animal and human, survived the devastating Ice Age, massively advanced alien entities came up with the idea of creating huge arcs on which uh-huh. all manner of terrestrial life forms could be saved and preserved for the day when the reseeding of the planet could once again begin. Animal how animals. how long before um, Ice Age 2 did this come out? Because I think that's a big oh. thing in Ice Age 2. <laughs> it is! They oh. all get on an arc at the it's, end of yeah, that Yeah, this movie. is a good point. That's what they're all like heading... Oh, yeah. Do you think the guy who heads up Ice Age is a big fan of Van Tassel? Maybe it is Van Tassel, but with like... Maybe Van Tassel made Ice Age. We're not going to check. Well, so Ice Age came out in 2006, and uh, this sighting was quoted to have happened uh, uh, in 1953, if I'm not mistaken, so... um, Right. Thanks for that fact check. Yeah, that was a pretty good fact check, wasn't it? Pretty pretty good unprompted fact check. That was unnecessary and doesn't count. Well, Carlisle asked for a fact and I just gave him the facts, you know? He didn't check anything. I did, I checked. I checked my notes that I'd written down as Carlisle was reading. I I love that. You didn't check anything. You You think that Jack just has the the release date for Ice Age 2 in his brain at all times? Yes! Okay, I mean... (laughs) 
Van, Van Tassel also claimed that this action occurred on several occasions, the most recent being after a huge worldwide flood. Thus, in Van Tassel's world, it was the aliens' actions during these various planetary cataclysms that led to the legend of Noah's Ark, when, in reality, the truth revolved around dozens and dozens of space arcs saving the day and the human race. Oh, good on them. Space arcs the FBI is funny to me. Also the FBI also noted Van Tassel said that this race of extraterrestrials then intermarried with intelligent upright walking animals <laughs> <laughs> let's fuck the monkey married I was there a ceremony <laughs> and then, then he's written in brackets us in other words <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you I was confused I was baffled for a moment <laughs> Then, when the space people came back in the supply ships, they saw that they happened and did not land. They saw they saw what, what had happened and did not land. Oh, that's on me. That's on me. They saw that they saw that what that we had uh, made a right fuckery of the planet. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, then okay. when the space people came back in the supply ships and they saw what had happened and did not land, but ever since, due to the origin of Adam. They have watched over the people on Earth. I don't know. But I don't know what they didn't want to land for. Who's Adam, though? Um, it says Adam yeah. in all caps. Earlier on the in the book, they brought up dolls. Adam 1 and Adam 2. So, yeah. I thought they were the Elohim and the Jehovah's, though. Wait, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll the get, Jehovah's we'll Witnesses? What? Yeah. Oh, Jehovah's book. Witnesses are literally aliens. I mean, they are pretty fucking They weird, are. So that would that. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise the me. Only explanation. No one is safe from Carlisle on this podcast. He'll, he'll take down anybody. I'll take down anyone. I don't care who I offend. Um, I do. I care deeply. Uh, and the FBI continued to watch over Van Tassel, often coming back to his theories and ideas pertaining to the Ark controversy. So that's no, the end of that section. We get next garbage section. section. Called... I thought it was an excellent <laughs> pretty section. fucking fantastic. We should section, rate actually. each section. At we should be rating each give, section. Yeah. We should give, okay. next next episode. We'll have we'll 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 what, like we should give it like uh, out of ten crikeys. What do we give it each section? Yeah. You know? <laughs> how how much crikeys would you give? Uh, preaching for the aliens because I, I, I was think pretty that strong was on pretty that one. I was like that's an eight I, I, I think just the end there really pissed I me think, off but overall I think that was actually pretty solid it had a bit of solid. everything it had a bit of like okay what the fuck was that it had a bit of yes this is complete factual stuff right here and it was it was entertaining um, I give it a seven. It had all the weirdly sassy ad libs. Oh yeah, yeah. I, okay, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the ad libs actually. I was gonna say seven as well, but I might bump it up to an yeah, eight. Yeah, I had forgotten about the ad libs. An eight crikey, wow. Eight crikeys, that's impressive. Hey, it sets a high bar. Next, uh, the next section is called Noah's Ark and a Secret Project. Oh. Okay. Was the project <laughs> involving Noah's Ark? This really feels like this feels like a children's book series that's just gone on for decades, and like the <laughs> subtitles are just really, the, yeah, it's like really Harry Potter lazy. titles this at this is, point. This yeah. is what Diary of a Wimpy Kid is going to become. <laughs> and the thing is, with the Harry Potter things, those are all separately released installments in one franchise, so it makes sense that Harry Potter's name is in, in all of them. But this is a book about Noah's Ark. You don't need to put Noah's Ark mm -hmm. in every single chapter heading. At least Noah's give it like a, a new. At least give it like a nickname each time. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. Noah's big old boat and a secret project. Uh, 
The most remarkable aspect of the alien angle, as it relates to Noah's Ark, came from Don Riggs. Oh. Let's look up Don Riggs. Can they ever meet with a name? Why are you looking up Don Riggs? I want to look what he looks like, too. Don Riggs sounds like the coolest guy in the fucking world. Holy shit. Don Riggs' father worked in the field of photographic analysis for the National Reconnaissance Office in the late 1970s. Papa Riggs. According to Riggs, they didn't say which Riggs, just before his death in 1997, okay, his father revealed to him a startling story concerning records and imagery on Noah's Ark that had been referred to the NRO for analysis by a small group of people stationed at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Dayton, Ohio, and who were attached to an operation called Project Moondust. Ooh, whoa. Project Moondust. Sounds like a James Bond movie. <laughs> is that, is that the secret one? I have to assume. Um, I'll be really pissed off if it's not. Yeah. <laughs> About which we will now learn a great deal. Well, I mean, I suppose it's not a secret anymore. We yeah. all know about it now. It has so. been revealed to the world. Could you cross out secret project and write? Just <laughs> project. Just project. Well-known mm. project. If some, if some UFOs are indeed alien spacecraft and a small percentage of those same craft have crashed to Earth, then among the most important questions currently facing the UFO research community are surely, and then we, once again we get star bullet points Ooh, in the yes, book, which is yes, fun. Yes. Oh, that's a nice touch. Yeah. It is. Really creative and, yeah, spices it up. Really creative. <laughs> really. <laughs> Who within the official world is responsible for coordinating the retrieval of such craft? Mm. Hmm. How are those tasked with the recovery seemingly able to secure UFO crash sites with such apparent speed and ease? Mm. Probably because they're not real. <laughs> um, where exactly are the recovered extraterrestrial materials and debris taken to? Uh, and finally, can we identify the key and integral players that have been implicated in this particular controversy? Aliens. To try and answer... These are alien aliens. questions. Yeah, it's probably aliens. God, they're really to asking the right answer. questions this time. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. <laughs> to try and answer at least some of those particularly important questions. Well, you're not going to... Yeah. Hang on. They're going to set up three questions and then only answer some. That's such a terrible oh, writing. Look at this, gonna get like a low Are you kidding me? going to leave you guess. No, they got to leave you guessing. There's gonna, oh. Is there a sequel to the book? they got to leave always, you guessing. Always leave more. them wanting more. Oh, I hate this book. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have to turn our attentions to an official United States military intelligence project named Mooned Dust. Fuck! Mooned Dust. Ah, someone showed that dust its butt. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that make me laugh? I saw the break in my mouth, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> project named Moondust that from the 1950s onwards was housed at Fort Belvoir, Virginia and whose mandate, according to the officially declassified documentation was to recover and exploit foreign and exotic technologies mm. well, That sounds like just like a like that sounds a pretty terrestrial to me honest Yeah, that could, that that could literally just be like yeah. While it is apparent that the bulk of the work of Project Moondust 
was directed towards the careful capture and analysis of crashed Soviet space satellites and rocket debris, there are strong indications that Moondust's work may have extended into far stranger and possibly even extraterrestrial realms okay. too. Okay. Some of which had a major bearing upon the story of Noah's Ark. Uh-huh. See, they always ground it. They always start like the yeah. chapter by saying, hey, look, um, I know that this might sound like it's just, you know, Cold Copy War Cop. shenanigans, but... Uh, rest assured, we're going to explain to you how it's related to aliens. Uh, and I always, they always get me. They, I always go, oh, okay. It All right, I'll let worried. you explain. It, I'm always a little worried, but then it's like, oh, thank you for, like, helping me out here. I'm I'm hooked onto your every word now. They ground it. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, I hate it. They ground it. They ground it. They suck it's, me in every it's, fucking it's time. Not only do they, they go, oh, you think it's going to be called War Shenanigans, but actually aliens. It's not only that. It's also, but actually Noah's Ark and yep. aliens. Yeah. A November 1961 Air Force intelligence document pertaining to the activities of and guidelines for moon dust personnel specifically at their base of operations within the 1127th Air Activities Group at Fort Belvoir, brackets, known in other incarnations as the 4602nd Air Intelligence Service Squadron and the 1006th Air Intelligence Service Squadron, carefully outline the nature and the scope of moon dust. Jesus Christ! That was one sentence. Yeah, I didn't get any of it. I'll be completely honest with you. Even for this, that was fucking horrendous. God, yeah, no, I, I don't even know how to get into that. Titled AFCIN Intelligence Team Personnel, the document revealed that with respect to the 100... Okay, 1127th Air Activities Group, in addition to... This is in quotes now from the document. In addition to their staff duty assignments, intelligence team personnel have peacetime duty functions in support of such Air Force projects as Moondust, Blue Fire. Blue Fire. Blue Fire. That's like that game that's blue. like blue. 3D Hollow Knight. Blue Fire is a very good game. Uh, blue Fly and UFO and other AFCIN directed quick quick fuck Jesus oh my god I'm going to drown oh no <laughs> this is a full swig combo right here <laughs> oh I'm actually feeling lightheaded Carlisle please just read correctly I have, I have run out of Guinness what is See, it's, a, it's a paradox though Jack the more he drinks the more like he yeah. is yeah it's a it's a it's a positive feedback loop f- prophecy. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. FCIN directed quick reaction projects, which require intelligence team operational capability. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is bullshit, <laughs> man. Oh, that that one, I thought it was going to say capacities. Kappa is on one end of the line, and then abilities is on the end. And I thought it was <laughs> that capacities. Is, yeah, that is. I can understand. Still your fault, though. Operational capabilities. Yeah. The author of the document added, You're quoting the fucking thing! Stop <laughs> splitting it up by going, And also, they said, That's implied because the quotation marks haven't ended. You don't need to do that. Maybe they're worried that you'll get a little confused and lost. Yeah. Oh, this is big and long. This cannot be a quote. Oh, they reminded me it's a quote. It is okay. Quotes can't be this long. Something's exactly. fishy. They knew we would get bored halfway through their sentences. And- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, they were big brain. This is 
perfectly fine. <laughs> There's an easier solution to this, Kevin, which is don't make your line so fucking long and boring. <laughs> Just control yourself, ever. Um, <laughs> unidentified flying objects, UFO, thanks. Headquartered USAF has established a program for investigation of reliably reported unidentified flying objects within the United States. Blue wow. Fly. Operation Blue Fly has been established to facilitate expeditious delivery to foreign technology division of moon dust or other items of great technical interest. Sorry, so they're they're so just what? like a they're just a courier for yeah. weird they're like, shit. They're they're a moon dust delivery team is what okay. I'm picking up from that. They're like the moon dust for moon dust. Yeah. As a specialized aspect of its overall material exploitation program, Headquarters USAF has established Project Moondust to locate, recover, and deliver descended foreign space vehicles. Got you. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, well, that, that does seem like, if that's a Likely. real quote, yeah, that they wanted, they were looking for alien spaceships. Um, but also, that just means that's included in their job description. Doesn't mean they found any spaceships. Yeah. But also, I feel like they wouldn't put that in if they didn't expect to. <laughs> I mean, or it's um, just, I mean, or maybe it's just like, you know, it's just there so that if they do find yeah. something, they have some... Actually, to give yeah, them the power to kind of do things. Because if it's not in the job actually, description, it might be passed off to a different, like, group. I was just getting sucked in by the context of this book. All it says is foreign space vehicles. That could mean anything. Oh, like wait, yeah, that Russian could totally thing. just mean, That's, like, a crashed Soviet... This yeah. has nothing to do with... Satellite. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Whoa. Wow. They, see, this is what I mean. They get you. They get you. They ground That's you the just of- slightly, and then you're sucked in. That is the end of the segment, Noah's Ark and a Secret Project. Um, that's like a six, crikey, yeah, for me. Yeah, I'll be honest, that last one is No, crazy. that was like, that was like five. Five. No, four, fuck it. No, fuck that chapter. Four. All right, I'm, I'm doing it. it. Five, it's just not, All right. it wasn't. Well, you've been overruled, Kevin. I think, I think we're leveling out to a round of five there. There okay. we go. Ha um, <laughs> ha. For fuck's sake. All right, we'll do one more segment. Uh, called Secret Revelations. Mm. Ooh. Wait, have was all the these na- revelations was- before now not been secret? I thought they were secret. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a very... It's almost as pointless as putting Noah's Ark in the title. Of the yeah, the, this one might as well have just had, like, a, a hyphen as its title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what of the Noah's Ark connection to Project Moondust? What of it? Is this the same chapter? This is the same thing. Why did you split question. that into a different section? I hate this book. I'm going to burn this book this, once it's you started finished. started the first sentence of this section with a, a connecting word. But what of the Noah's... Oh, fucking hell. According to Don Riggs, just before his death in 1997, his father had revealed to him a startling story concerning... Didn't you literally just put this exact paragraph in already? Are you just... Reading the same thing you've read before. No, I'm not. I've turned yeah, the page. We need more space. This, I saw him turn the page. page. Uh, this is what <laughs> it says the first time, the second paragraph of Noah's Ark and a Secret Project. According to Riggs, just before his death in 1997, his father revealed to him a startling story concerning records and imagery on Noah's Ark that had been referred to the NRO for analysis by a small group of people stationed at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, Dayton, Ohio. And this one says. Um, 
According to Don Riggs, just before his death in 1997, his father had revealed to him a startling story concerning records of Noah's wow. Ark that had been referred to the NRO for analysis by a small group of people stationed at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, Dayton, Ohio. They They're literally just, just put in the same paragraph. They're again. just repeating it in case we forgot. It's nice and cordial. <laughs> They figured we would forget because it's so. I boring. mean, we've been we've been mocking this for how incompetent it is, but that's a new low. <laughs> that is. That's. I'm actually floored. Like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you know amazing. what I am? I'm impressed. <laughs> that they that's would amazing. Have, yeah, they have. That's I'm impressed. They're finding to ways to yeah. disappoint me. After after four episodes, they're finding ways to disappoint that me. That is so. great. Okay. That's <laughs> I'm not going to get over this. That's insane. Okay. Riggs adds that his father told him that the file referred to Project Moondust, an organization that Riggs' father was not previously aware of, and how Moondust personnel had begun to take an interest in the Noah's Ark controversy during the late 1960s. Riggs states that his father had discussed with him his knowledge of seven photographs that appeared to show the strange craft at very close quarters. Imagine your he dad first... being this type of person, like growing up with that. <laughs> his, his, yeah, I just have to deal with casual homophobia, you know, things like that. I, <laughs> dealing with this would be a lot for me. His, he first I mean, I'd rather this than casual I homophobia, I think. This I'll might be, be more entertaining when you get older and realize how dumb <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, he further explains that two of the photographs displayed what was, beyond any shadow of a doubt, a very large, metallic-looking, rectangular object mm -hmm. sticking partly no. out of the eyes. No. <laughs> We're back. No. We're back to the picture of the rock. I don't yes! want to hear about yes! this rock. Yes! I thought we, we got escaped. away. We got away for four it's sections, four glorious sections. Like but we're back to the picture of the rock on the mountain. I am so disheartened it's right now. Whole, it's that recurring character that, like, <laughs> you even you like, can feel they, me. You think they're doing an episode without him, and then he'll come in, and you're like, no, they'll never, not, they'll never do an episode without this guy. You could feel me realize halfway through that what yeah. was about to happen. Like, oh, very oh, large, oh. metallic-looking, rectangular object sticking partly out of the eyes. No way was this wood, he said, like an arc would be made of, says Riggs. Mm. Riggs goes on to... I mean, like an arc would be made... I mean, you can make an arc out of many things, I would assume. Especially if it's a spaceship. Yeah. Riggs goes on to say that the photographs had been immediately classified after they had been taken at some point around 59 by a YouTube plane. We know! We know! Yeah. I mean, maybe Kevin doesn't, but we <laughs> fucking do. Um, and had been circulated to various elements of American inter... I'm skipping this paragraph. <laughs> Good, please. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. My dad said that the pictures on their own didn't really answer much at all. Because oh. of the mountain being so inaccessible, Great. apart Why from by spy cameras... Uh -huh. They're gonna give us co important contacts, okay, Toby? It's gotta to pay attention. How has so much happened because of these photos? So, if, if anything in this book is true, not if, half of, if half of the events, 
not even, you know, just the conclusions they're making. If half of the events that they say happen in this book actually happened, that's an insane amount of things to have happened in relation to the picture of a rock yeah. on a mountain. That this, I, that is apparently it's quite inconsequential. That in, itself is, that in itself is somewhat compelling to me. <laughs> yeah. Because... Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, if, well, if this book was just like, hey, here's this photo of the, of the spaceship, I'd be like, no, it's not. Goodbye. But they've been like, here's this photo of a spaceship. And look at look at, look at at all the trouble this photo has caused. And I'm like, yeah. wait, like, I can't deny that, you yeah. know, some trouble's been caused over this, this photo. I don't think the photo actually shows anything, like, you know, space-related. I just think that the photo itself... Well, that's because you're an idiot. Okay. No, it's cursed. Does. And that's why oh, it's cursed. oh! You think it so makes a... people go mad? Yeah. All right. So that's that is now the official position of this podcast. There is aliens aren't a thing, but magic, magic is. is. Yeah. <laughs> it makes more sense than what this book is As a person who believes that aliens like probably exist, I'm more willing to believe what Toby's saying. <laughs> yeah, me as well. Apart from by spy cameras. No one was able then to get the exact right place on foot to check it out, says Riggs. You mean the giant Significantly, rock. the big rock. No one Significantly, was able to find however, giant rock. not giant rock. No, giant rock is in oh, is sorry. in California. Sorry, no one was able to find the large. Stone thing. Wow, I can't believe that we're now actually going to be in a position where we might get confused about which. <laughs> yeah, we have to. We need about. to label. We're going to have to come up with new giant names for rock all of has the giant own name. This, this one book. can be. Large stone. Large stone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Riggs elaborates and says... Oh, no, that's good. Significantly, however, he maintains that his father revealed that at some point in the summer... No, no, no. no yeah. Stop, stop opening every sentence the same way because it makes it impossible <laughs> to find out where I am. That at some point in the summer of 1975, a covert mission was initiated that saw a team of what Riggs describes as Delta Force type guys, I suppose, or something like that. Wait, what? Is that <laughs> <laughs> Delta Force type guys, I suppose, or something like that. Yeah, that's what it says in Did quotation marks. Did you need marks. to put in the whole quote thing? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're hurting your own point by including the whole quote. Uh, covertly dropped in the area late one night and found their way to the site. How covertly do you need to do this? Is at the top of it. No one's going to notice. <laughs> Riggs says that his father was given access to these latter photos for analysis sometime after the initial earlier batch was supplied to him. Riggs elaborates... And says, "This is what, this is what my dad told me. So I can only go on that. Guys, this is your source." Do you think his dad told him something? Do you think his dad told him something? I think maybe his dad told him something. I'm, I'm not that sure. Idea. I'm not sure, but it's. I think they're hinting at it. With that, Riggs says that a lengthy report was filed by the team leader that was duly sent to a group that my dad says was called the Moon Dust. Rick's claims this is looped the fuck around again. <laughs> Stop, please. Yeah, this is the most repetitive. This podcast is we're halfway through this section, but I'm I'm calling like a two now. Yeah, two no. crises. This, yeah, this was the filler arc. <laughs> Riggs claims that his father did not know too much of the true nature of the object, clearly, that had come to be referred to by US intelligence as the Ararat Anomaly. I don't oh. know why they spelled large stone so weird. <laughs> However, 
He says that his father made it clear to him that the anomaly was extensively damaged, appeared to be very old, was deeply embedded in the ice, was vacant inside as if it had been trashed, so was and was hollow? just a shell of metal. How many Apparently, times they do they need it. to describe in detail this one fucking jagged rock sticking well, this, out this, well, this is not this is rock anymore. Now it's more of like a... Yeah, now they're saying they went inside, and it was... Empty, Did and it was they? just a shell of metal. I, I, I started falling asleep. I they don't get this. Inside. I'm, I'm starting this paragraph again. Riggs claims that his father did not know too much of the true nature of the object that had come to be referred to U.S. intelligence as the Ararat Anomaly. However, he says that his father made it clear to him that the anomaly was extensively damaged, appeared to be very old, was deeply embedded in the ice, was vacant inside as if it had just been trashed, and was just a shell of metal. I think his dad is lying you... about one thing, because he seems to know quite a lot. How can it be trashed if it's just a shell of metal how can he know nothing mean? but know all of those things well like trash suggests that there is like like if i trashed this room yeah there would you know be, that yeah, means okay. something that means there would be debris of maybe all he, sorts of i'm expecting maybe furniture it was like and shit. maybe like he means like it was it, it was, was like, it was abandoned it was yeah. it was crash landed it was maybe rusted a bit it was just kind of like it wasn't in good shape but it was still mostly together Maybe they throw the, all the furniture out the window. Words. He's throwing in a bunch of random descriptive words to make it sound like important. What? No, this I could think tie back this in is with, important. This this trashing the room thing could could tie back in with that space chair that that guy found in like episode <laughs> one. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Space chairs, space chairs, space. And was certainly not just a big old wooden boat. Reportedly, Riggs divulges, the documentation had its home at Wright-Patterson and a courier was told to take it to my dad, who was asked to look at the photographs to see if anything could be seen that would give clues to this thing. Everything, he adds with much significance, had a moon dust stamp on each page. Riggs concludes, there was no history of the Ark or whatever it was, and nothing that was background information for my dad to work with, apart from the description of the object and the photos, and some background on the team that had landed and took the pictures. He was never told what it was, only to make an evaluation of the photographs. But the thing that always stands out for me is that this was not just like a big old boat or... Stop saying that! I know, it's not a big boat! It's actually metal. My dad said it looked like a huge metal device <laughs> that had crashed into the ice probably thousands of years ago. As the above demonstrates, staff from both Wright-Patterson and Moondust appear to have played a central role in the saga of Noah's Ark. What if it's not Noah's Ark? It's not a central role. <laughs> what if it isn't Noah's Ark, though? Oh, <laughs> I feel nothing but pain. Do you think, think Moondust had like a logo or yeah, stamps were just the word Moondust? I think, I'm uh... The wacky animal mascot. They appears to have played a central role in the saga of Noah's Ark. The saga? Like it's Noah's Ark. It was a saga also. Moreover, the fact that the, the aforementioned Robert Livingston oh. was linked with Fort hey, Bell was... I remember that guy. I remember him. I, I can't remember why, but yeah, yeah I just edited that episode as well. <laughs> was linked with Fort Belvoir's Topographic Engineering Center is highly significant. At one point in its history, Project Moondust personnel specifically had their base of operations within the 1127th Air Activities Group at the same base, Fort Belvoir. What a pointless sentence. You're a pointless Just say, sentence. at oh. one point, Project Moondust was stationed at Fort Belvoir. Moondust. 
All right, so. Well, we said that was going to be the last section, uh, but actually, the that next section bad. is called. I don't want to end on something so bad. Yeah, well, what if it's what if the next one's worse, though, Kevin? I don't know Here's if that gets a crikey currently for me. Yeah, that that was. Fuck it, that's a one crikey. Yeah, that was a one crikey section. That's an easy one crikey. Um, yeah, we said that was going to be the last one, but the next section is called Summing Up, and it is the last section oh, okay. of Secrets we'll on the Mountain. So, yeah, we yeah gotta, okay, we gotta do this. this is Jesus. the conclusion. This is where we find out all the big... This is where I... Yeah. No, it's not. It's where these they episodes... Tell us all together. It's where I they describe the photo one last time. <laughs> Jack, it is cute that you think that's the last time. We keep getting to one section where we just keep getting really angry at the section and then going, yeah, let's do one more. <laughs> it can't be Summing up. So having now digested numerous examples of A, testimony no. from former and retired military personnel, B, government files and photographs from the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Shut Central up. Intelligence Agency, one photograph, it was terrible, Defense Intelligence Agency, and the U.S. Air Force that have all been declassified via the terms of the Freedom of Information Act, and C, the words Shut of Don up. Riggs. Really? You're going to go with Don Riggs there? Very My dad saw a photo. I like how, I like how Don Riggs gets a star a star shaped bullet point apart from other testimonies. Yeah, that's Daddy mad. Daddy saw this thing. And my dad saw this thing, and it was like actually like it was like it wasn't a boat though. It was like actually like a metal. Thing. <laughs> I I need to stress how unlike a boat this was. Ah, man. Also, like, but it was still Noah's Ark. Don't saying, get it twisted, okay? How was his dad coming into all this information? Because he kept saying that my dad was giving one photo to the outside of it. He was a photo he, guy. He was a photo guy. I get this now. He's like those those kids who are like, yeah, my dad works for Lego. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad, yeah, my dad, my dad works for Xbox. He knows that the Xbox 720 is coming out, okay? Uh, he knows okay. what the next line of like minifigures is going to be. Yeah, uh, my dad works for the guy who does all the photos of Noah's Ark that they have on that mountain. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's well, like a boat, first and a foremost... As I have noted, government agencies, whether intelligence-based or military-based, have no logical reason for spending de decades investigating biblical mysteries just for the sheer hell of it. I agree there. Such a situation would be manifestly absurd and a complete waste of money. Government agents are neither archaeologists nor historians, so there has to be a different reason for the interest. And yeah, that would be happened. all of this. As for what the reason may be, well, the fact that Project Moondust got involved in the investigation, that was their job, that the testimony of Don Riggs offers a possibility that Noah's Ark was actually some type of ancient alien vessel, is that what his testimony provides? Absolutely. Uh, I well, think that's a very clear conclusion. Very why clear the hell conclusion. wasn't that earlier in the fucking... In this yeah, book. I don't know why Don Don Riggs got the, the grand finale. Like, he got, to, he got to cap off the chapter. It feels like... Yeah, I don't know. Don Riggs offers a possibility that Noah's Ark was actually some type of ancient alien vessel, and that the CIA was even classifying its photographs of the mountain is highly suggestive of the probability that there is far more to Noah's Ark than merely an old boat. No, it really isn't. It's not Noah's Ark. What if it's not Noah's Ark? 
Where I don't know how. How did it start? Yeah. Why do they think it's Noah's Ark? I read the entire. We have now read the entire. There's another paragraph, but we've now essentially read the entire book that is devoted to convincing us that this thing is Noah's Ark, and I'm still not sure why they think it is Noah's Ark. This is just what happens when you combine like Jesus freak with like. Sci-fi fucking Jesus up. freaks nobody is safe we're coming for everybody on this podcast yeah fuck you fuck you and your Jesus freaks <laughs> what if Jesus was a bit freaky we are gonna get what twitter is- cancelled oh no that would suggest someone listened to this <laughs> one person that'll listen to this will cancel us it's all it takes we have one listener and they cancel us. <laughs> Shout out to James, our one listener. <laughs> Perhaps for all the criticism that many of his claims provoked back in the 1950s and still provoke today, George Van Tassel's theories on Noah's Ark being some huge space ark piloted by extraterrestrials and involved in a mercy mission to preserve numerous examples of terrestrial life as a flood-driven cataclysm loomed may not be too wide of the mark. I mean, something strange. Uh-huh. I just realized in the podcast, the audio, people aren't going to get me getting to the end of an insane sentence and just looking to the camera yeah, with giving a blank us a look. expression. <laughs> uh, something strange, huge, and deeply enigmatic lies buried on the harsh, cold, icy, frozen slopes of Mount Ararat, Turkey. The US government, even if it doesn't have all the answers, knows it. And now, Wait, why, so do you. Why would, a, why would a US government in Turkey? There uh, is. Remember that whole debacle where they there. had to like get them to like take their photo and they get it back from them or something? Remember that? Like, I do no? remember that. Yeah, like yeah, they had to they had to send it through the through the they had to send oh, it through okay. the Turkish embassy. Turkish embassy, Turkish yeah. embassy. Yeah, we actually had a real... We had an argument about the Turkish embassy that yeah. lasted for, like, a good six minutes. I don't know what the um, conclusion of that was, but... There is actually a list of sources at the back here. Whoa! Oh! Yeah, so... I, we could potentially find these FBI reports if they exist. Um, I'm not seeing any that I... look like they're the FBI reports. I remember, um, I remember there was And three of the sources... Alienfacts.com <laughs> Three of the sources are written by Nick Redfern. <laughs> so, what did you source myself? Good. Yeah. Um, cool. So next time, we're going to get into the next book, which is part of this small collection oh. of books, uh, called Angels or Aliens? Ancient Contacts with the Sky People by Tim Schwartz. Tim Schwartz! <gasps> yeah, Tim Schwartz. I know Tim Schwartz. Not personally, but I know of him. Yeah, I was really wow. Toby's enthusiasm for Tim Schwartz really, really threw me there. (laughs) I all right. More confusing that you weren't enthusiastic about Tim Schwartz. This is Tim Schwartz. I've just never seen you that enthusiastic about anything. I think I've made it pretty clear that I'm a Tim Schwartz fan. I'm a Schwartz. Yeah, well, you definitely have now. I'm a right Schwartz head. You're a Schwartz hog. Schwartz hog. Yes. Good. Amazing. All right. So we are now in the post show. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin, we have a tradition now after we finish reading uh, that we determine what everybody's crikiest moment was. What was your crikiest take of all the stuff we read today that made you go crikey the most? Um, I think it was the sassy. I think it was the sassy little comments. (laughs) 
They were pretty cranky. Sassy little They gave me a big old cranky. Wow, he's being real sassy here. I was giving his little opinion on this a little bit. Wow, that was... He brought some flair to it, and I respect him for it. But also, he's a fucking moron. But I respect him for it. Why was all the flair saved for one segment as well? Yeah. It was really weird. It was kind of like he was just having a bad day or something. This episode started off, like, kind of okay. Went real good, and then just dropped off a cliff. Yeah. With the quality yeah. of the writing here. I think. I tell you what, though, this has probably been my favorite recording so far. You're um, welcome. We say that every time. The book. I think, no, nothing will beat episode two for me. That was the peak. <laughs> all right. This is all downhill. <laughs> I liked episode four. Sure. You're just, you're just, Jack's just upset because he knows that he has been unseated as the fact checker. Okay. I, okay, really hang on. Let's let's go back and, and see how many fucking fact checks I yeah, did. Yeah, let's go back. Um, look, I did you, more than you, you did. Think, did you? Because did you figure out that his name may also be Washington uh, as opposed to Wellington? Sorry, sorry, no, sorry Kevin. Not. I did. Sorry, Kevin. What year did um, Ice Age 2 come out? <laughs> Remind <laughs> so, me. Remind me what your Ice Age it, it 2 came out. Came out in Remind me who gave you that It came in 2006. And who fucking told you that? <laughs> um, I just knew that the whole time. I didn't reveal it. Can I speak? I think it's 1-1. One, one. So, I don't know. Um, I, I, I would like so to point out that the next time we get Kevin before... on, this feud can continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. I'll I'm okay with that. Kevin, uh, part two, whenever that comes. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that. Um, uh, Toby, you got a crikey's take? I think I've got my crikey's moment. And I think a lot of you will... I think all of you will agree with me that this might be the most crikeyest moment, which was when they eased us back into uh, the photo of the rock again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can feel... Yeah, Ke- Kevin obviously isn't rooted into our process of reading about this, but you could feel us three all just sink when when we knew that this picture was coming back up. <laughs> we it we was exciting it. to me. It was a new occurrence. <laughs> yeah. My uh my big crikey, as I like to call it, was when um when they just copy pasted that paragraph onto oh the next God. page. Yeah. That was pretty that great was stuff. I I was actually speechless. <laughs> I couldn't believe how incompetent this was. You that say was incompetent, insane. I say they're breaking new ground. People yeah, don't like say... books. It's true, people just aren't brave enough to do that. Yeah. Economical, okay? This book is willing Economical, to Economical, that is exactly the, the word I was looking for. Thank you, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what would be economical? Just cutting it out? Yeah, that would, save, <laughs> that would probably save paper. Saving. Just not doing it. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> to meet the minimum word requirement for this book. Is what would have been more economical is just not publishing this. I'm assuming this is like self-published or is there a company publishing this? It's a company published because I, I it's I think it's kind of run by these people though. Yeah. It's... Um, and they publish this sort of thing. Um, <sighs> but anybody can self-publish anything these days. You know, you just need a bit of money, and these people do get money from shit like, you know, just selling weird pamphlets and things like that. Um, my crikeyest take was the weird amount of weight that um, fucking Don Riggs. <laughs> Yeah, God. that was Riggs weird. Riggs Jr. got some... That that was... They really made that like that was their bombshell, 
you know, that was their surprise witness at court. That's kind of just you know, the who thing had... with this, though. They'll just pick something and latch onto it like it's this yeah. compelling piece of evidence. But it, it but like, but he it, was it, such it, a, it, he sounded like such just like a regular bloke with no authority yeah. whatsoever yeah. in he all was, of his he quotes. He was confident in his own points. No, he's like, hey, look, my dad told me this. Like, yeah, I'm just was, telling you what my dad told me here. He, he didn't. What my was dad the, didn't even say it was, was Jack Brown. Okay. It was like a something. What was whatever. the Delta type squad that yeah, was really Delta fucking type funny? Squad Some Delta Force type guys, kind of. Yeah, Delta Force type guys, I suppose, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that does not instill a lot of confidence in me. That's so funny. They just they didn't need to put that in. No, they, they really, just, really didn't. They could have just paraphrased them and not put quotations they in, but they made the choice to, the to do truth, that. And I respect them for that. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> Kevin, do you want to plug anything? You know what? Yeah, go look at my Instagram. Um, at I forgot it. I, I did this on your podcast too. You did this the last time you were on my podcast. You did this. See, this is what happens when I don't use it for months on end. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, Kev underscore Ryan underscore Art. Now I know our yep. one viewer James already is already that, but I think it's yeah. This is a great opportunity for me. Thank you. If Carlos shows no his problem. podcast to literally anyone else, they might follow you. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> there is, yeah, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. Uh, check it out. He is a wonderfully talented artist. Uh, did you have fun, Kevin? I did. This was exciting. I think it has broadened my horizons. Um, it's good fun, good. isn't it? Yeah. Are you I'm a believer? Your Are you a believer, Kevin? I think I might have... I was ready to be a believer from the beginning, and I'm really hooked. I'm. <laughs> He's in there. I'm. I'm going full in. I'm balls to the wall. I'm believing. Kevin, I think this completely. is part where we reveal that the whole point of this podcast was to get guests on and then convert them. Yeah. This, look, it's an honorable cause. And we we made a fake uh, skeptic podcast, and then you know eased it in so that we could then convert people and get well, them into yeah. our alien cult. I mean, yeah, Toby, good job giving the game way off after our first hey, guest. No, it's oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Drink, Jack. I'm spilling it all out now. Oh, God damn it. flubbed it's... too much. Carla, you shouldn't have flubbed so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's all your fault. This is probably true. God, could you imagine if I was reading the book? We should do an episode where I, I read yeah. the book. I, I didn't say anything because people don't know you, so it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun for listeners for me to go like, really, Jack, do you want to be the one to tell me to read properly? Because Jesus Christ. Well, if you <laughs> want to see how good I am at reading, you can check out our YouTube channel, Lamoa underscore PNG, which hasn't been updated yep. in a while. But I'm really bad at reading stuff on that. So yeah. I could also put a, a, a link to a different gaming video uh, on the channel WNR Plays, where Jack and I play a game called Pacify Together. And there is a good just portion of that of you failing to read a note. <laughs> You are notorious <laughs> for your inability to read things properly. Yeah, we would die of alcohol poisoning. That's what we, would happen. It would be a, it would it would be a really dangerous game. I yeah. think you should scan a chapter one day and send it to me <laughs> for a special yeah, one, episode. One chapter would be enough to get fucking smashed. For a St. Patrick's Day episode, just get Jack to Yeah, it St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Um, oh, do you know what, boys? Fuck, we've forgotten to think of an outro again. Um, oh, no. I got, no, I got one. Oh, no. Oh, well, Kevin, Kevin can do the outro. Kevin, I guess can, can you, do the can outro. You, uh, can you hit us with an outro? Yeah. Okay. Um, need to breathe. Cut him off right there. Cut him off right there. Don't let him. <laughs> <laughs>